1: All right. Welcome to Empowered AF. We are live in our Facebook group. Uh, today's client journey I've got with me, Josh Marlowe. Welcome, Josh. Thanks for joining us for the show. Thanks for joining us for our live. Thanks for having me. So Josh, you're not one of these guys that typically does this type of thing. So this is probably going to feel a little nerve wracking. Huh? How nervous are you right now?
2: Um. Actually, when I when I first uh, got the invitation, I was I was really nervous. Out of, this is totally out of the, the norm. Uh, yeah. out of my comfort zone. But I uh, I've transitioned over to, you know, um, finding my voice and wanting to to share my story to help other men.
1: Awesome. And that's that's the key thing, right, is because like really our egos are the ones that keep us trapped in this small little bubble, right? Because we're afraid to allow ourselves to be exposed and and be hurt because of, you know, sharing our struggles or sharing the things we've been through. So um, I appreciate you jumping on and sharing the next 15, 20 minutes with us and really just kind of diving a little bit into your story and, and kind of where you are now specifically, because. I think sometimes it's so easy to talk about the past and it's like, man, but what about now? Like, where's this guy now? And like, you know, and you and I, as well as 20 something other guys, just had an incredible weekend in Nashville. So hopefully we'll get to talk about a little bit of that too. Um, I'll I'll try to keep the stories about you to a minimum on that because there were some things that I heard <laughs> phone calls made in the middle of the night. Uh, but I'll, I'll, we'll keep that inside the community. Uh, if, you're not, if you're not sure about that, you got to join thrive and thrive plus Plus to be privy to that kind of information. But anyways, so man, tell me, what was, what was life like before you came to empower man? Like you were going through separation, like what was going on?
2: <clears throat> yeah. Uh, before I came, um, you know, my, I, I got comfortable in my marriage. Um, I took, took my wife for granted. Um, mm. It was almost like a, like a sense of ownership uh towards her
3: and
2: it was uh not a great marriage um looking back but i at the time i i thought everything was fine yeah and then she hit me with uh wanting a divorce and it just caught me off guard i was like what, what happened? What, where did things go wrong? So I, I started uh, looking into therapy and counseling and uh, trying to help me cope and nothing, every, everything was surface level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I was scrolling through Facebook one day, having one of those woe is me days and uh, your ad popped up and I was like, well, I haven't gave this a shot and, uh,
3: I I was looking for, for something to figure out
2: what was wrong with me looking back with, through all my past relationships, they all failed.
1: And I wanted to know why. So you saw that you were the common denominator in all those relationships. I did. Um,
2: you know, I've been been cheated on, been in toxic relationships, and I wanted to know
1: why. Mm. So, as you started to do the work with us, like, did you start to discover some of that? Like, what was happening? I did.
2: Um, it really, really came to light when uh, we started getting getting into the ownership. Um, assignments and there were days that i went a week week and a half without doing the assignments just because i didn't want to accept the fact that there was something wrong with me
1: wow wow so basically it's like again like that ego pride got in the way of your growth i mean exactly i'm sure listening right now there's probably hundreds of guys that are feeling that exact same thing I mean, let's we'll pause it right there and go, what, what would you say to a guy who's basically like too prideful, too arrogant to accept that there are things that you've got to work on? What would you say to him?
3: I would ask him if he could look himself in the mirror. Hmm. Because for for many years, I didn't like the guy looking back at me. Yeah.
2: Yeah, And. uh I I just couldn't face it. I was on uh, antidepressants. I drank a lot and now I can, I can happily say that I am off antidepressants. I've been off for months
3: and I'm just a social drinker when
1: we go out and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So we see this so many times. I mean, like, especially like your story. and I, I don't know your full story, but just like meeting you in person, like you kind of strike me as like typical middle America guy. Like you, you, you do. Okay. It's not like you're a fucking totally rich man. You do. Okay. In the world, you provide for your family, you're a hard worker. You, this whole like emotional shit was probably like never your game. It's not like you've been a feminine dude, right? You're not like sitting around crying with people. I mean, like how much of a game changer was that for you to like, accept that because that must have been weird like i don't know like like how you know yeah absolutely um i grew
2: up in a in a household where if you got hurt or something went wrong you were told to man up and rub dirt on it I i wasn't allowed to show my feelings or emotions growing up yeah and now that now that i've learned a different way it's it's freeing I don't Mm. have to keep things bottled up. I can get it out. And it's, it's made me truly happy. I can, I can be that young boy again. Mm. And that's, that's where I talk about uh, living my authentic self. I can be who I, who God made me to be.
1: Uh, Let's talk about that. I mean, so, I saw that comment in our school platform where you were talking about your authentic self. Um, and it sounds like for you, and I think every man out there, like all of us don't feel like we can live our authentic self. Like why, for you, like, why do you feel like you couldn't, was it just because of your dad or what? Like, like, why do you think you weren't able to be that person?
2: It was a lot of that in uh, society.
3: Mm. Um, they put so much pressure on
2: men to to live in such a high standard um we're supposed to be strong we're supposed to provide for the family we're supposed to do do all these things and it gets to be a lot of weight yeah yeah that
3: makes
1: sense so for you you started going through this process and you were recognizing that hey i'm part of the problem here and i need to own my um what were some things that you had to own
3: the big one was uh the way i showed up um not being
2: not being able to feel like i was good enough um and and that was a lot of the a lot of the things in in uh all my relationships um i never i never had that self-confidence that um i felt like my partner deserved me as their partner and that was you know, I I went through high school. I was a jock. I played football and I, I dated good looking women, but it was the
3: my social surroundings,
2: um, getting picked on and bullied even though I was a jock, um, it it lowered my self esteem and confidence and made me question like why are why are these girls dating me? Hmm.
1: Interesting. Yeah, it's funny what, what we see on the outside of a man, right? Like we judge the outside so much. We see the guy get out of his nice car. We see the muscular guy at the gym. You know, we see the good looking dude with all the girls around him. And we think, wow, that guy has it made. You know, that guy, he's got it all. He's got this, this, and this. And it's like, but deep down, every man, every fucking man is hurt. Every man has pain, and whether he's dealt with it or not, we don't know, but a lot of times those external things are the way we deal with that pain. You know, we become a jock to deal with being bullied. We become successful business people to deal with that father wound. We become a womanizer because of the father wound, or maybe we were abused or sexually assaulted at an early age. and so we use that as to to, to counteract all those things um so, you went through Thrive and now you're in Thrive Plus. How, when did you come to us? Was it last year, or this year? I can't remember. Uh, last year, October yeah. 19th. Yeah. So, you've been working with us for going on a year now um, yep. in, in Thrive Plus and such. Um, what's been some of your big takeaways from like even just past the initial sort of 90 days, like the owning your shit and the communication leadership? Like, what other takeaways have you really gotten from your? from just the experience it doesn't have to be even necessarily learnings but just like the experience for you what's it been like
2: um i i can remember the day that i joined because it's a day that changed my life mm. um it's it's a day that i started improving myself <clears throat> a day that i could get back to my authentic self and live a lifestyle of ownership. Mm. Um am I perfect? No. But if something goes wrong, I'm not afraid to own my my faults, my mistakes.
3: And it's it's
2: gave me a lot of uh of uh inspiration to to keep improving on myself. Um, I, I, it's almost like a drug now. I, <laughs> I strive to wake up and be 1% better every single day now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm guessing before that you weren't. <laughs> no, no, I was, I didn't give a shit what people, people thought. I was an ass. And now I can, I can, uh, still have the mindset of, I don't care what people think of me because I know how I feel about me now.
3: Mm. And how do you feel about you?
2: Amazing. Um, I've I've never been this happy in years Mm. being able to live the
3: way God designed me to live. That's
1: awesome. Um, what was, uh, maybe one or two big takeaways from this weekend. If you guys don't know, you know, those of you who are listening, we do quarterly events for thrive and thrive plus where we get together in different places. Um, we did one in Phoenix earlier this year. We did one in Nashville this past weekend. Um, I'm going to announce coming up where we're going in January. I think all of you are going to fucking love it. Um, might be kind of far for you, <laughs> but everything's but, uh, far for me. I know <laughs> you're cause you're in Alaska, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we were in Nashville this past weekend. Um, we had a lot of fun. It was a lot of like, it's what I want out of an event, right? It was, it was hard shit. It was tears. It was laughter. Um, there was fun stuff. Um, what were some, just like one, two, or three takeaways that you had from this weekend and what it was like experiencing empowered man, like in, you know, all together, right? Like our 20 something clients got together to do this.
2: Um,
1: first off,
2: uh just being able to to see the people firsthand and and meet them and realize that i wasn't the only one going through this shit. yeah um the brotherhood was so amazing um it gave me some insight on on things that i thought i had healed but gave me some some direction on uh a path to deeper healing in them areas um just like the topic for the weekend the father wound um i know i I knew there was some trauma coming up there and it it gave me ways to help further that healing and uh like our, our breath work uh that was the the first time that I actually got involved with breathwork um uh, we had
3: jen on uh on, on one of the
2: calls and I I couldn't I couldn't find that disconnect to really dive into it so being there in person and experiencing it was amazing uh
3: for lack of words it it blew my mind.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a it's phenomenal, right? Because like you're you're finally getting to see these people in person that you've been like getting to know over Zoom, and then and then you're having also like breakthroughs. Um, anything else from the event that like stuck out to you that you know maybe maybe you guys wouldn't even think of? Because like like what is it? Kumbaya? Like what what the fuck do you do? You know. <laughs> Like you singing you know songs crying to each other like like yeah what what would you tell them
3: it's uh
2: it's a formation of bond between mm-hmm. other guys in in my situation and our situation um it's a it's a way to build the support system um because no matter what stage of life we're in, there's always going to be struggles and
3: we can't do it alone. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, So as far as like the marriage situation, did you guys get divorced? Like, where is that at? Uh, I've been,
2: we've been divorced since December.
1: Okay. So you're now moved on from that relationship. Do you feel like this, this journey has helped you heal from it? It
2: has, um, a lot, um, because I, I can look back and, and see how rough the marriage was. Um, I, I'm able to take ownership of the areas where I fell short and wasn't a leader and, It was hard to accept at first,
3: but I'm, I'm to the point where, uh,
1: yeah, I can, I can own my faults. Yeah. Um, what about like co-parenting? Like, how's that been, you know, especially again, being in, in thrive and like, how has that helped you? Um, it's
2: helped with communication. Um shortly after the divorce, it was it was more kind of like parallel parenting. Um yeah. she kind of did her thing, I did my thing, just because communication was so toxic. And uh now it's it's kind of grown back together into the co co parenting uh aspect of it. Uh communication's gotten a lot better.
1: Um yeah. and just simply because I've done the work. Yeah. So it's interesting, you came to us in the midst of separation, divorce or divorce, and then you got divorced and now you're beyond divorce. I mean, like, it's kind of the gamut, right? Of like what we do Um, now that you are divorced and you're like pressing forward, I mean, it's now been a while, right? So you're eight months into that, but you're still working with us. I think a lot of guys are confused. They think, oh, this is only to like save my marriage, but like you're beyond that. And I think that's actually the sweet spot for what we really do um what's it been like now having been divorced but still doing this like communication work leadership like what's that been like for you um yeah i I come in um
3: looking for a way to save my marriage um
2: it was uh I was looking for a way to to keep it together keep the family uh, whole and now being on the other side yeah i can i can grieve and mourn the loss of that marriage but i've known i've i've grown to know that know
3: that uh i'm okay with just me
2: um you know i've i've tried uh, going on a couple dates and i i'm able to see the red flags because i know what i deserve and know what I want for myself. Yeah, And continuing on with this journey is just helping build on, on the uh, groundwork that we, we uh, go through and thrive. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, a journey that I'm not looking on quitting. Um, yeah. My ideal outcome is internal peace. I am, I share this a lot on the calls. I am very protective of my energy and I don't allow myself to be in situations where, where my energy is not taken from me, but rather areas that I can give my energy.
1: Mm, I like that. So what, you know, inner peace is like a huge ideal, obviously. And it's one of those things that as you keep going for it, more things come up and, and whatever for you, like outside of that, what's, what's next for you as you go through this journey of empowerment, like maybe the next six months or so, like what type of goals do you have or, or things that are on the horizon for you?
3: Um,
2: Doing more things I enjoy that uh, bring me happiness. Um kind of setting work uh, on the back burner and uh, taking more time for me um, yeah. that it, that's helped me a lot through my journey um, because I, I didn't know self-love self-care was a thing for men I thought yeah. that was only something women did and now that I have taken the time to do it for myself this guy's not stopping
1: yeah I mean, again, that seems like a a huge shift to culturally in America. Men don't do that, you know, and especially, you know, this is an investment. This isn't like 10 bucks a month. Like you're, you're having to sacrifice probably some other things. I mean, that says to me a lot about you and how you value your own growth. Right. Um, So I guess like, as we kind of wrap up, like there's guys that are listening that are on the fence and they're like, man, you know, I'm like really more focused on saving my marriage or you know, I, I just don't know this, this sounds good, but what if it's bullshit or, you know, like there's, there's just different voices in their head. That's trying to really stop them from their growth. Um, I just a minute or two, just, just share, what would you say to those guys in terms of, and not, I mean, yeah, empowered man, great, but like the journey and like leaning in, like ultimately they have to do the work. So what would you say to those guys who are just even on the fence about doing the work?
2: Um, yeah, absolutely. Um I was I was kind of that way when I come in. Um I was looking for something but you know, nothing ever worked. Why was this going to work? And leaning in and really diving in deep to to answer the questions in these ex- assignments. Man, it broke me. It
3: broke me down to nothing. Just because I I thought I was perfect (laughs) and
2: I rebuilt stronger and better internally than I've ever been in my life. Mm. So if, if the guys are looking for something to really transform them, I strongly suggest going through this program. Mm. This, this is a real deal. Yeah.
1: Well, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, you know, like we've been doing with this series, the client journey series is really to show just real men, just regular dudes. Like, no one in our program is like super special unless you're Sam Davis, um, you know, because <laughs> you're like six foot four and 280 pounds of muscle. Um, I love you, Sam. Um, but really, we're just average guys who are trying to live extraordinary lives. Right. I mean, I think that's the thing. That's really what separates clients from non-clients, in my opinion, is we're all the same people. We just some of us are motivated and driven by other things. And in this case, you guys, the, the 80 something we have in our program are all focused on how do I become an empowered man because I've been disempowered and I've been living like basically a little bitch for most of my life. It's time for me to fucking rise up. Um, and so if you're that guy and you're listening and you're like, well, this is probably bullshit. He probably paid the guy to be on here. No, I didn't pay nobody to do shit. Like this is, I'm just trying to find like regular guys in our program. You're not flashy. You're not a marketer. I mean, this is, like you said, it's kind of uncomfortable a little bit. And like, you've even kind of been like tense with your words. And like, you could tell you're like, I just, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not here to prove anything. Right. You're just here to share. And if you're listening, if you're watching and you're like, this is what it looks like for a man to go from fucking being on antidepressant pills that I love, man, I love that shit that you're you like, we're able to get through a lot of this healing work. So now you're off of that. You've taken drinking and put it on a back burner. So it's got a healthy place in your life instead of an unhealthy place in your life. Those two alone would be worth millions in a sense, right? But like, not only that, now you've got a brotherhood of guys that you can cry with, you know, I watched you, you know, encouraging other dudes this weekend and and hugging them and, and, and sharing love with them. But from a, from a place of depth, you know, this wasn't just some like woo woo shit. This wasn't some like, Oh, we all get in touch with our emotional feelings. This was just like real authentic love for each other and love for the process of what we're going through. So if you're one of those guys and you're sitting there listening, you're like, I don't know, I don't know. This is what it looks like. And, and if you, if you can't get off the fence because of that, you're fucking lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself about what you really want. And you, you need to fucking stop. Stop coming on and telling people all this bullshit. Yeah, I want to change, but this is expensive or this or that. This or that. It's all fucking excuses. At the end of the day, money ain't going to stop you from getting what you want. If you really want something you go after, it's not like we're selling a million dollar service here, right? You'll find a way. You'll do Grubhub. You'll do whatever it takes to get to where you want to go. That's 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 all I got to say about that. Cause I, I get tired of people making excuses about dumb shit. And it's just like, bro, find a fucking way, right? Um, I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate you sharing your journey and what you've been through. Um, and that's all I got to say.
3: You got any final words to these guys?
2: I encourage every every man out there to look for a way to better themselves. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly.
0: Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate you. We are out.